1: Could you bear to spend your entire life on the most remote island in the world with about 200 people, period?
0: We always have an odd one in the crowd, so it's kind of odd.
2: Excitedly odd.
0: Doesn't that strike you as a little bit
2: odd? No, that doesn't strike me as a little bit odd. It's the Bob and Sherry Oddcast, with stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, or shouldn't do on the regular show. Now, here's the Oddcast.
1: I thought that Hawaii was the most remote place in the world, even though, you know, it's one of our states and uh, people, you know, millions of people go there every year. Um, I thought it was the farthest away. I read that it was, but I, I was wrong, I guess. A place called Tristan da Kuncha is between South Africa and Brazil. It's, uh, it's a British, um, the, the British, I think, oversee it. 250 people roughly live there. It is the most remote inhabited island. It takes a week to sail there. There are no airplanes that land there. It was discovered by a Portuguese explorer. And then the Brits took the place over. They put a garrison, a military garrison there to make sure Napoleon would not escape from St. Helena, where they had him locked up. And so people left. It got down to a population of like 70 people. But then some folks started to hear about it. Somebody who was maybe running from something, a bad marriage, the law, who knows what, Um, uh, sailors who had had sailed there and thought it might be kind of cool to live on this remote island. Anyway, here are the names of the families who live on the island. Glass, Swain, Hagen, Green. Rapetto, Larvarello, and Rogers. Almost every one of the 250 people who live on that island have one of those names. And, you know, you say to yourself, the dating pool must be very low. This article did not really look at that. The original people who, who came from, you know, someplace afar, real, they were guys. And they realized, you know, I'd like to have some women. And, and the quote was, They imported women, they imported women from South Africa, Brits from South Africa. And these were women, I guess, said, yeah, I'll uh, I'll live there with you. Here's how they make money. They harvest rock lobsters and potatoes, and they herd uh, sheep and sell the lamb. Those three things. They have a weekly dance every week on Saturday night at the local hall. They have one nine-hole golf course, which if you are a visitor, if you come on a ship, you can play the nine-hole golf course. You'll you'll come upon uh, chicken coops as uh, part of the hazard here and there on the uh, course. There are two hospital beds on uh, Tristan, as it's called. Two hospital beds. So you better be in pretty damn good shape. And every everyone that was interviewed that I read about in this Times piece they seemed uh, they seemed fairly happy. They they were not jumping up and down. One lady said everybody thinks that we're wearing grass skirts out here. It's like mutiny on the Bounty or something. And she said that's not what it is. They have dogs that um, keep an eye on the uh, on the sheep and get rid of rats. Even these dogs, they're like border collies, can get rid of rats. They chase them down. Um, but boy, oh boy, there's not much to do at all. One pub one small pub
0: um okay so i would imagine it would be very difficult as an outsider to f- to move there and find acceptance and feel like you were part of the community so i think that would be tricky but um and there once upon a time i would never have been able to imagine such a thing like i used to try to imagine what it would be like to go back and live in the place I grew up out west, mm-hmm. population 486. And I thought, oh, God, there's no way. There's no target. Mm-hmm. I would I would lose my mind. But I'm just going to be honest with you. My heart and my soul are so weary with what's going on in this country that I would very much like to go live on an island where people
2: don't come. More of the best of the Bob and odd podcast coming up. Now, back to the Bob and Sherry Oddcast. So what do you think? 250
1: people, all from the same six families. You don't think that you'd get uh, tired of uh, the sameness of it after a while?
0: I'm pretty introverted, and I'm pretty able to amuse myself. I think that... I. I think that I would need periodically to go and come back. Yeah. You know, to change my scenery. Yeah, yeah. But
1: these folks don't do that.
0: Um I think like I said, once upon a time there there was just no way. But now the the me that you're talking to now is different. And I think I actually could.
1: I could live, you know, I, I could live in a village, in a small village. And I hope I would be accepted. Uh, a village of maybe 1800 somewhere. But uh, this is just, you, you talk about far away. Uh, one of the things they do um, it, at daybreak, if you hear a bell ringing throughout the island, the island, by the way, is six miles by six miles, and it, it it's mountainous. It goes up over 6,000 feet. If you hear a bell ringing, it means the sea is calm. It's time to get the lobster boats out there and make some money.
0: I mean, there's what you're describing, it just sounds really charming. And I know that that's not an easy life. Commercial fishing of any kind is a hard life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And being a potato farmer is a hard life. And being a shepherd is a hard life. Whereas sitting here in a corner of my house talking to you is not a hard life. (laughs) But thank you. um, But (laughs) I think there's something to be said for um, cutting out the unnecessary noise like stop it i'm so stressed out and exhausted and heartbroken by the way the world is right now and don't even with the fucking politics like don't even okay this i'm not talking about politics look at the world i'm so exhausted by it that the thought of living on an island even as an even as an outsider and people went who's that crazy cat lady bitch that just got off the boat even that seems less stressful and chaotic to me than the life i'm in right now and so bring me an island with a couple hundred people, and I don't care if none of them speak to me again. I'll have the internet and I'll talk to people there. I I can't believe what we're living in now. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a very strange place. America is a very strange place right now. Um, I didn't grow up, I grew up with people who some were very conservative, some were very liberal, some just didn't give a damn. And um that is still the United States that I know. The ones that don't give a damn. They're more interested in who wins dancing with the stars than uh, what's going on with this virus or anything in politics. The difference is um, people have weaponized their um, feelings toward other Americans. It's not just this guy. This guy's a real right winger. I could never be friends with him. He's nuts. Or this is a snowflake liberal. It's more than that. We, We have people in media. It's been going on for about 20 years. People in media that are getting very rich have become very, very rich by polarizing americans that's what it comes down to this started around 20 years ago now there's always been you know journalists who had one wing or the other of american of the american political scene that they were supporting but nothing like this with social media and cable television and and news talk on radio this is this is a totally different thing and it has nothing to do with bringing the truth and everything to do with bringing a big payday that is what the bottom line is for a lot of these companies and networks and newspapers it's, it's all about the money and these and the people who um, pay the price for these people to to get really really rich and these companies to get really really rich are being conned and ultimately they're they're the ones who pay the price
0: it's just gross I don't engage people but I do read my DMS. Like when somebody comes for me, I let them come for me. I don't engage people in any format. If you, why, why do you have anything anywhere, to do
1: with it at all? What? Cause,
0: I, Cause I really enjoy it. I am not on angry Twitter. Like one of my favorite Twitter accounts is called thoughts of dog where somebody tweets as though their dog were tweeting. And the dog is the most wonderful creature in the wide mm-hmm. world. Like a lot of what I follow on Twitter is just really life affirming and uplifting. Um and I don't engage. Like you can call me any goddamn name you want. I'm not ever going to engage you. I'm never going
1: to take your troll bait. But 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 you're you're seeing it. And that's not a good thing. You're, I'm glad you're looking at it. The
0: right? reason the reason that I would be willing to go live on an island is because I'm seeing it. Because here's the thing. I was having this conversation with Olivia the other day when we were practice driving. I can't believe that I'm the age I am with the life experiences that I've had. And I'm still such a hopeless rainbow Pollyanna. Like, I do need my face slapped. Like, when am I going to wake up and get with reality? What the hell? Why? How do I wake up every day thinking that unicorns are going to come save us? So part of the reason that I do stay on some of these more toxic sites is because I need to know what's out there in terms of my fellow humans, because I have a very unrealistic Aggressively hopeful and positive view of humanity, and it doesn't—it doesn't match reality right now.
1: You do, you you will you good. will not you will not turn into somebody who is unaware of uh, where the country is if you get off of Twitter. You're baiting Sherry. You're bathing in that
2: shit. Being optimistic does not mean you're naive. Right. right. I don't know. And, and, I know. Think, and I think that there's a lot to be optimistic about. And I think the people that yell the loudest are the ones you hear. But there's a lot of people that are doing stuff that they're not yelling, right. but they're quietly going about their work. You know, it's so inspiring. I have a friend who turned his life around and he decided to become a nurse when he was in his late 30s. That, that guy, you're not hearing anything about. You know why? Because he's humble. He's not shouting, look at me. Right. There's a whole bunch of people that are like that. Max is and, he, and, and you can find, you can find all kinds of positive stuff on Twitter because I'm on Twitter and I've gotten rid of a lot of the negative negative. and anybody doesn't need any that political stuff, you know, and, and you're right, Sherry, you are right. There is a lot of positive stuff. There
0: on is me. all kinds of good stuff. There are really good accounts on Twitter that are life affirming, that make me laugh, that make me feel better about people. There's a guy, um, a listener of ours actually, who I follow religiously on Facebook, he's a social worker. And every day he'll post um, something, an experience that he had that day. He does this thing called Breakfast Under the Bridge, where he takes food out to homeless people and street people. And he doesn't just give them the food. He asks them if they would like to share a meal with him. And then he sits down wherever they are and they eat a meal together. Maybe it's um, sandwiches or maybe it's bagels or whatever it is. And he talks to these people and he hears their stories and he he learns from them and he genuinely listens. In other words, he, ga- he engages these people that society um, doesn't even want to acknowledge. He engages them as people. And there's never a day that I don't read what he's written. And come away from it feeling like, okay, we're good. You know, we're going to survive this. We're going to make it through this.
1: All right. Well, if you're going to stay on, just go where Max is going, where you you, you don't, you know, no, I see don't the words swim. of these trolls. I don't,
0: I don't swim in ugly political tra- uh, Twitter because good. it makes me feel like gross. And I it's enough of a struggle to get through the damn day lately. Right. But it's all of these things are factors in why. Yeah, I would give up Target and Starbucks and go live on your mysterious island because it would be it would be exactly that. It would be an island cut off from some of the most irrational and crazy shit that's happening in our streets and towns.
1: Well, you can't do that because the um, connection on the Internet is bad enough where we are. Me, me getting you every every day from uh Tristan da Cunha <laughs>
0: would,
1: would be uh challenging I think and uh we have to keep doing the radio show folks take care of yourselves we're all Americans and uh we all have different ideas but we're still we're still one country,
2: right?
0: That is today's social worker lesson for today. New episodes of the Oddcast every Monday and Friday. Check out Fun Size. It drops on Thursdays, hosted by our very own Max. We're doing the regular Bob and Sherry show every weekday. And check out our website, B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Y'all be nice to each other. You don't want to have to explain this stuff to St. Peter. We'll see you next time. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast and the Bob and Sherry podcast. We would love if you would subscribe, rate and review and share it with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening